An explosion took place, one at the Abbey Gate, which is the main gate, main entrance there to the airport. The other at something called the Baron Hotel, not too far away. The reports were coming in fast and fierce this morning about Afghanis killed, Afghanis injured, U.S. service members injured. That was the reporting, and that's the reporting we went with. We heard three. We heard four. Different numbers, different places. We are now hearing, as reported by the Wall Street Journal, as reported, I believe it was Fox News reporting as well, that somewhere between three and four U.S. Marines have been killed. Now, again, I'm sharing this with you because I have it in two places. This could change when you're dealing with a situation like this. This bombing believed to have been done by a group called ISIS-K, which is an offshoot group of ISIS, as explained by Major Mike Lyons, retired former CBS News Radio military analyst, having to deal with the area. No, ISIS was never gone. They were absolutely pushed out of certain areas and found new areas by which to rebuild, and that is what we have seen. But they didn't rebuild in the last hour. They have been there and have been working for years. They are the ones believed to be responsible for this bombing. It would be strange if the Taliban engaged this bombing because the Taliban wants control of Afghanistan and sees their victory in watching America leave. They don't need to poke the bear, if you will, to create a problem. Al-Qaeda is aligned with the Taliban. It would also be odd if they were responsible for this, although there are some who want to say that the Taliban wanted Al-Qaeda to do this as a way of provoking the United States or moving the United States out quicker. The idea being they will leave faster, leave more Americans behind. That means more hostages. Certainly, the Taliban were already telling Afghanis, if you're a doctor, if you're a scientist, if you're a teacher, you can't leave. You have a country to take care of, and we need your brains. The situation is absolutely positively dire. And the comments from the White House, I actually have, I think I have right here, um, or I thought I have exclusive commentary from from the White House. Oh, I do. I do. I have it here. This is exclusive commentary from the White House on the bombings that took place in Kabul next to the Hamid Karzai International Airport. Uh, here, here is uh, President Biden. So far, there's absolutely nothing. We heard that he was in the Situation Room. The Vice President Kamala Harris there via video because she's in Hanoi, Vietnam. You have uh, the, the Secretary of State there, Anthony Blinken. You have the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. Possibly the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, one would assume, Mark Milley. All people who need to resign, as I see it. But you have no statement. We are keeping our eyes on the White House briefing. Of course, this was supposed to be a very, very busy day for Joe Biden. He was meeting with the Prime Minister of Israel, Naftali Bennett, today. That meeting has been delayed, possibly canceled, for the time being. The press briefing, which was supposed to begin at noon, has yet to begin. Which means we're over an hour delayed on the press briefing and yes more confirmation four u.s marines were killed 
in the Kabul airport attack. I sadly feel more confident in being able to share that number with you, that that number is a confident number. It can change. I don't think it will. Trust me when I say I had a full show prepared for you. This has taken absolutely the front and center stage. Because the question before us is what comes next. We already know that there were those people who were trying to find ways, desperate to find ways, to make this about those people who remained. Oh, it's really the fault of the Americans who are in Afghanistan who wouldn't leave. It's all their their fault. You had people like Anthony Blinken saying our evacuation of Americans all depends on, well, basically the Taliban are nice to us. We're taking every precaution, but this is very high risk. As the president said yesterday, we're on track to complete our mission by August 31st, provided the Taliban continue to cooperate and there are no disruptions to this effort. So if they don't cooperate, we don't get the people out. They were already setting this up. This is exactly what we were saying about Joe Biden. That Joe Biden was already setting up this idea that there had to be chaos. There, it was only going to end this way. There was always going to be chaos. There was never going to be a time where there wasn't going to be chaos. How dare anybody think that it was going to be different? This is just the way it is. No, this was the fear. This was the fear that this was going to be the way it is. That the only way this could end is in this level of disaster. This level of violence and failure, and it is indeed violence and failure. This was Joe Biden. As part of that uh, interview he did with George Stephanopoulos, just as a refresher. When you look at what's happened over the last week, was it a failure of intelligence, planning, execution, or judgment? Look, I don't think it was a fair, look, it was a simple choice, George. When the, when the Taliban, uh, let me back it, put it another way. When you had the government of Afghanistan, the leader of that government getting in a plane and taking off and going to another country, when you saw the significant collapse of the, of the uh, Afghan troops we had trained, over, up to 300,000 of them, just leaving their equipment and, and, and taking off. That was, you know, I'm not, this is, is that, that's what happened. That's simply what happened. But we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. What did you think when you first saw those pictures? What I thought was we're, we have to gain control of this. We have to move this more quickly. We have to move in a way in which we can take control of that airport. And we did. So you don't think this could have been handled, this actually could have been handled better in any way? No mistakes? No, I, I, I don't think it could have been handled in a way that there, we, we're going to go back in hindsight and look, but the idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing, 
I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happened. He wanted this to be baked in as a thought process, laying the groundwork. So if anything should happen, he could say, oh, this is of course. Of course this is the way it happened. This is the way these things happen. Now we just got to put on our big boy pants and move on. That's your president. And that's what has so many people completely and totally disgusted. That you can be this this daft, this ignorant, this absolutely lost to what it is that's happening. But for the people who, you know, think that this is going to mean that the Biden administration is going to re-engage a fight with the Taliban, it's... no, that, that, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. You're having uh, several uh, Congress people call for the impeachment of Joe Biden. Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas, if President Trump can be impeached over a phone call, then the time has come to impeach Biden for gross negligence in Afghanistan. Uh, you have um, Representative Bri- Byron Donalds of Florida and Claudia Tenney of, of New York saying the same thing. Elise Stefanik of New York, Joe Biden has blood on his hands. The buck stops with the President of the United States. This horrific national security and humanitarian disaster is solely the result of Joe Biden's weak and incompetent leadership. He is unfit to be Commander-in-Chief Byron Donalds of Florida. As I said earlier this week, I too called on the President of the United States to resign immediately following his haphazard withdrawal from Afghanistan. He has abdicated his responsibility and duties entrusted to him as POTUS, and he must resign immediately. Nikki Haley tweeting out, should Biden step down or be removed for his handling of of Afghanistan? Yes, but that would leave us with Kamala Harris, which would be 10 times worse. God help us. Let me put this one to bed and to rest for you. I agree. Now what? The expression, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, that is an expression that I despise. I make no arguments, none whatsoever, no argument at all that Kamala Harris isn't terrible, Kamala Harris isn't an ignorant woman, Kamala Harris isn't somebody who understands the gravity of a situation. Here, let me show you Kamala Harris really focused on a, on a subject. That's Kamala Harris. And I say to you that I agree I worry about the country with her in charge. But I can't abide what is happening now. Reality dictates that even though the person is terrible, they're at least better than the next person. And in this case, you cannot say that for fact. Thus, you must remove the person now. I said the other day, producer already laughed at me. He laughed at me, guys. I said the other day, we are better off with President Pelosi than with President Harris. And uh, allow me to quote Star Wars, search your feelings, you know it's true. Nancy Pelosi has spent more time 
organizing people together. And Nancy Pelosi has spent more time uh, creating uh, a, a, a vision, at least for herself, whether you like it or don't. And me, I don't like it. Nancy Pelosi has been around the block a few times, and the nation would rally around her. Follow me on this one. No one's going to rally around Kamala Harris because she's proven herself incompetent. But the woman they like to call the master legislator, they will actually rally around. Republicans would rather rally around the Speaker of the House as President of the United States than Kamala Harris every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And I think the guy who would lead that charge is Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader. I absolutely believe this true. Because with Nancy Pelosi, you get a couple of things. Somebody who isn't afraid to make a decision. Somebody who has not shown throughout her career that she's afraid to punch militarily, although we don't know yet exactly how the, the new leftism has seeped into her life. You know she wouldn't run again, which would be very comforting to Republicans saying we could deal with this. But I'm getting ahead of myself because it'll be Kamala Harris. And it is the right call. First, you have to get the Americans out. You just lost four. You lost four Marines. By the way, I said I was confident with the number. It has now been confirmed by the Pentagon. We can confirm that a number of U.S. service members were killed in today's complex attack at Kabul airport. A number of others are being treated for wounds. We also know that a number of of Afghans fell victim to this heinous attack. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the loved ones and teammates of all those killed and injured. Yeah, that statement ain't going to fly. Get the Americans out. Get the Afghanis who helped us out. Then get Joe Biden out. In that order, and don't miss a step. I'm Tony Katz. All right, uh, place your bets. I mean, it's this is a very, very rough day. This is a bad day. And you're, you're not going to soon forget August 26th. Place your bets. Does the White House have a press briefing today? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Tell me, yes or no? They delayed from noon to to one. Uh, they're, they're, they're past time. It's possible. You know, as, as producer Ari said, they're getting all their ducks in a row. And, and we went through it. If they don't, if they do the press briefing, they're just going to get the living daylights kicked out of them. But if they don't do the press briefing, <laughs> they're going to get the daylights kicked out of them. And who wants a press briefing you want to hear from Joe Biden? You want Joe Biden to answer questions. What are the odds? Will will we or will we not hear from Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary? Now, our plan is, already worked this out, 
Because of the nature of what has happened today, the bombing at, at the airport in Kabul, the Hamid Karzai International Airport, four U.S. Marines are dead in this bombing, a series of Afghanis, done, uh, we believe, by ISIS-K, an offshoot organization of ISIS, in order to create, uh, as Jackie Heinrich of Fox News reported to me, chaos, purposely to uh, create chaos and, uh, and I've, I've, wait, hold on, chaos and mass casualties. That's how she described it to me. Is this to get the evacuation to stop so they have more hostages? If this was done by ISIS-K, this is not necessarily a group aligned with the Taliban. The Taliban would not have gone forward with this kind of attack. It wouldn't make sense for their needs, nor would it make the sense for al-Qaeda, who is aligned with the Taliban. Everything is possible. I'm just saying that that's not probable. The Taliban wants what they want. They don't want to actually have a fight. You had 2,500 troops in Afghanistan, and the Taliban didn't move. They know when they're beat, and they don't feel beat. Now, do they? And people are going to discuss the fact that 20 years post-September 11th, uh, they've won this thing. question we have to ask ourselves is what would that even mean what does it mean for us does it mean that we spent 15 20 years in afghanistan for no reason not necessarily but when we didn't train a military to be able to handle themselves well then we spent 15 20 years in afghanistan for no reason which goes back to a larger scale conversation of it is time to put an end to these generals who can't actually lead. The question is, will we or will we not see a press conference, see a press briefing from Jen Psaki? Will we see Joe Biden answer questions? That odd's got to be zero, right? Right? We have other things to get to. Including what Don Lemon thinks about you. That's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Okay. I'll add a wrinkle. It's getting reported that the State Department has canceled their briefing today. I mean, can you imagine pretending you can shy away from four U.S. Marines being killed in Kabul? A terrorist attack by a group known as ISIS-K. Four Marines dead. Multiples of Afghanis murdered and injured. And they're not going to do a presser about it? Joe Biden, August 20th, 2021. Any attack on our forces or disruption of our operations at the airport will be met with a swift and forceful response. So what will we see? What are we going to see? That is the question. I put forth to you the answer is nothing. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, 
at Tony Katz. The phone number, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. So are we saying we're not going to see a White House press briefing? Is that what we're saying? We're not going to see a White House press briefing? Jen Psaki is not going to address this? Maybe we'll hear from Joe Biden tonight in primetime with the scripted questions and the scripted answers. We'll follow this as it progresses. Let me get to Don Lemon. Don Lemon over at CNN, he's a believer in masks on kids. Ah, huge believer in the mask on the kid. I'm sure he believes in mandates as well, as we see more and more employers engage this idea of mandates. We spoke yesterday about Delta Airlines. Delta Airlines uh, saying that they're going to charge people who don't get vaccinated. Actually, they're increasing the cost of health care to those people by $200 a month. So you and your doctor decide the vaccine, or which is really an inoculation, isn't the best thing for you. And your employer through your insurance company charges you more. Because you and your doctor, who you're able to see because of your insurance, made a decision about what's best for you. And the company says, that's not best. I mean, that's the way it's going down. All of these people who want to force these mandates and believe they're doing so as righteous people. I mean, let's talk about righteous. Uh, In Australia, they consider themselves righteous. They have locked everything down. They arrest you if you leave your house. They just announced in New South Wales, hey, guess what? In addition to your one hour of exercise time outdoors, you have one hour of recreation time where you can speak up to five to up to five people. Why don't they just say, why don't they just say, you know, you have time in the yard because you're really in prison? That's what they're saying. You are in prison. We have let you out for two hours a day now. You're welcome. And after two hours, you get back in, and we'll just we'll just make sure you're safe and sound. This is how they're handling COVID. Story out of Australia. This story, I will admit, goes back quite a few months. From the Foundation for Economic Education, I said, is this real? In a place called Adelaide, Australia, Four babies died. They died over the course of four weeks because they could not get transport to Melbourne because of COVID-19 restrictions. Because people were so afraid of COVID, they let babies die. Do you know that, you know that that's just, diseased thinking. Well, diseased thinking is right here in the United States of America when you see how we're treating school kids and forcing masks on them in the six feet and learn to be afraid. This masking is very much our version of stop, drop, and roll. No, I'm sorry, not stop, drop, and roll. Duck and cover. Duck and cover is the one they did for the, for the bomb, right? And you hit under the desk as if somehow that was going to protect you from the nuclear fallout. 
It had just the proper ratio of wood and metal and gum under the desk to make sure you didn't get any kind of nuclear winter coming your way. What we're doing with masks is criminally insane. Now, if you believe in masks, oh my gosh, send your kid to school with a mask. Who am I to say? I'm just a guy on radio, just a dope. But I don't think it works. I have looked at the data on that Canadian mannequin study. I have looked at the University of Louisville data. I've looked at what's come out of Florida and how they have uh, taken a look at masks. I took a look at the study that the CDC put into a drawer as reported by New York Magazine. Ventilation is the key. In these mass studies, they don't ever question the amount of ventilation going on in the place. Moving the air makes a great difference to COVID in the air. Also, the COVID particle is remarkably small. And if you're wearing an N95, they sometimes refer to it as a KN95, but I believe the KN95 mask is Chinese made and the N95 mask is the good one. So they take a look at a KN95 mask and they say it's 46% effective. But if you have a three millimeter gap, three millimeter gap between you uh, and... um, the uh, the the, uh, the your skin right in the mask, the uh, the uh, efficacy is three percent. No one in the civilian population, that is people who are like you and me, not in a hospital setting. We don't wear masks, right? Never mind our masks are the blue nonsense things or or cloth. We we don't wear masks, right? So things slip out, so it's not effective. But we do know that masks do have an issue or create issue in uneducation. Certainly kids who have speech issues, never mind levels of breathing issues, making it harder to breathe. My father is 83 years old, moves himself to Florida because he's Jewish and 83, and by law he has to be there. And he goes to get a driver's license. And he's talking to the person, and he's, he's been having some issues, been having some breathing issues. I, I think we've got it figured out, and we'll know what to do. But he pulls his mask out to be able to breathe a little bit, and the person behind the counter says, you have to put your mask on. And he says, I'm having trouble breathing. And she says, well, then you can leave. Fire the government employee for saying that to my father. Fire her and fire her relatives and don't give her a pension and then put a billboard up all throughout Southern Florida that says, don't hire this despicable woman. By the way, you should know that I cleaned that up because what I said when it happened was much worse. Guy can't breathe. You'd rather have him die in front of you. He finagled the mask so he could kind of breathe a little bit and then took himself a good 20, 30 minutes to catch his breath. I mean, it's a problem. We're, we're working on it. The mask doesn't help. It hurts him. But these people so live in fear, wear a mask. That brings us to Don Lemon, who has a word for you parents out there. You parents who have a problem with masks and don't want your kid wearing a mask. Oh, oh, Don Lemon. He knows what's best, don't you know? And then there is a school board meeting in South Carolina and the outrageous bogus conspiracy theory that the CDC is somehow plotting to turn schools into concentration camps. The CDC 
is considering what is called the shielding approach to prevent COVID-19. It is a plan to shut down schools and to use them as camps to physically isolate men, women, and children. Now, we know that concentration camps were something that the Nazis did, but it can come here at any moment, and we need to be aware. Just because you can't have kids does not mean you should. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, you very, very, very brave. And uh, thank goodness, Don Lemon, you don't have kids. Wait, does Don Lemon have kids? I, maybe, maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he's a good dad and they're happy. But this is exactly the kind of attack that you would expect from a lesser fear-mongering mind. Don't get me wrong. I haven't heard anything about turning schools into concentration camps. As a matter of fact, I have serious issue with the terminology being used. Because that's clearly, we haven't seen anything like that. But we do know that the Australians get a couple hours a day for good behavior. We do know that New Zealand shut down the entire country. We do know that these teachers unions led by people like Randy Weingarten would be thrilled to shut down the schools. Oh, yeah, we got to make sure our teachers get paid more, too. The child comes last. And then you want to throw a mask over their face and muzzle them. And it would be funny if it weren't for the fact that people's lives are at stake. The misinformation, the lies, they're killing us. The misinformation, the lies. Who, 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 who's killing you? Who's killing you? My kid not wearing a mask isn't killing you. What kind of nonsense is this? How do you, you want to talk about the misinformation? You just said if my kid doesn't wear a mask, you're going to die. You're calling my kid a killer. And this woman's the problem? I think this woman's wrong about the information. She's not wrong if she's having a conversation about how schools are treating kids like somehow they are prisoners and they are guilty of something. Because that is happening and that is despicable. That is what is wrong. Just because you can have kids doesn't mean you should. Yes, you're included in that, Don Lemon. I mean, clearly, why not? I don't know if he has kids or not, by the way. It's such an evil thing to do because I'm somebody who opposes masks on kids based on how kids deal with COVID, based on an understanding of masks not working, based on understanding of ventilation. I shouldn't have kids? You really want to do this nose to nose? All right, we can do this nose to nose. I don't think it works out well for you, Don Lemon. And don't be surprised. There's a reason people don't like you. You could say, yeah, uh, let's not call it concentration camp, shall we? And here's what the CDC said, and here's this, and here's that. You would just rather go, see, these people are crazy. You picked one woman out of millions of people who are discussing science. Science, which you 
totally refuse. You also refuse the idea that parents should be in charge of their kids. Yes, there are some parents who I would consider bad parents. You know there are some parents out there who actually like Bernie Sanders? There are parents out there who brag to their kid that they voted for Joe Biden. Did you know that there are parents out there who actively support their child under the age of 18 engaging in gender reassignment surgery? You want to talk about some child abuse going on out there? Holy cow. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not ready for this conversation? I'm ready for this conversation. Born ready for this conversation. You, Don Lemon, are just like these school boards, hating parents for standing up for their kids. And my advice to these parents is stand up more. Fight more, louder, stronger. But be focused in your conversations. A conversation about concentration camps isn't going to help you. But if you have some data about some ideas that the the, the CDC is, uh, you know, thinking about, Right? If, if, you, if you have a conversation about that, well, then bring it up and make sure you're saying it right, quoting it right, doing it right. But pushing back against your school boards that don't believe in science, that's smart. Don Lemon, this is probably more people he's reached than with his show. Must be a big day for him now. You're welcome, Don. I'm Tony Katz. So ESPN is getting rid of Rachel Nichols? And the show The Jump. I was so bummed. I love that show. Wait, is she gone from the network now? Yeah. They fired Rachel Nichols because of this whole Maria Taylor thing. I don't know if that's the sole reason why, but it sure appears to be that way. Okay. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Let's go through this, producer Ari. Rachel Nichols, longtime anchor, uh, on-the-field analyst for ESPN, one of the original women of ESPN. She's having a conversation about Maria Taylor, who is black, and it's recorded because it's a hot mic, whatever it was. And it was, and she's saying, you know, let Maria go get hers. Good for her, but I don't, I'm not interested in me losing my position just because she's black, basically is what she said. Yeah, I run, right. pretty much. And, oh, my gosh, this is so offensive. And now, uh, well, first of all, who, who let this, this tape out? Shame on them. It was meant to hurt Rachel. I don't even think she said anything wrong. I don't want to lose out for everything that I've done because of somebody else's skin color. I think it's something that many people may have said, no matter what their skin color. They want to lose out because they're losing out. They want to lose out because of wokeness. Wokeness is a disease. People think they're doing good. So she apologized for, for, the, for the comments. She said clearly that ESPN has a crappy long-time record on diversity, and she did a lot to get to where she was. So then Maria Taylor leaves, and she heads off to NBC. And now they had taken Rachel Nichols off some NBA Finals coverage, and now they've canceled her show. That's messed up. That is absolutely, positively messed up. I, I, it's awful. It was absolutely, 
positive. It's awful, awful, awful. So the question is, does she still have a future there? Does she have a career there? In the pantheon of things that get said, I don't even know if it's the worst thing that was ever said. Maybe there's some context to it that I just don't get. But it seems to me that some people so value the wokeness that they, they'll sacrifice others. They'll sacrifice some to look good to others. That seems obvious. The latest out of Kabul. A little back in time for Cindy McCain and no press briefings. I'm Tony Katz. That's next.